Yeah, I'll start it off. Okay. I will... Um... Hold on. Restart. That oh. was an actual question. <clears throat> yes. Ah, oh, crackling rosy get on board. We gonna ride till there ain't no more to go. Taking it slow. And Lord, don't you know have me a time with a poor man's lady Hitching on a twilight train Hello and welcome to another Wednesday edition of the Holy Commutes Podcast. This is your host, Trent Steffes, along with me, my co-host, Austin Steffes. Austin, hello. Good morning. Hello, Trent. How are you doing? Take number three. Oh, that's how we do it. <laughs> uh, I'm doing well. So well. Uh, you know, we had our opening day last week for HRL, and that was a lot of fun, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time seeing everyone back at the ranks. It was great to start a new season and have a new season start full of possibilities and new players to watch and everything. And so that got us thinking, hey, players to watch, seasons that are starting, let's talk about MLW players to watch. You and I uh, know Sam Skibby like we have been teasing, um, but things happen. And so you and I are going to go through the MLW and go through each team and give one player to watch from each team. Uh, you and I are pretty avid fans of the MLW. We keep up with all the videos, all the off-season news and stuff like that. And so what we are going to do is you and I are going to go through this. You have the AL and I have the NL, and we're going to go back and forth, giving the players, and then we'll just quick give our reactions and everything like that, and uh, we'll have a nice cheeky little podcast here. Nice little cheeky finale to the to the season, eh? Yep, April finale here. It's already been a month. Wow, another season gone in gone in the wind. That certainly did feel like a month. All right, and to start it off first for the AL, I'm going to start with the Coastal Cobras team managed by Drew Davis and I will go with Brendan Baranowski as my player to watch or player to step up this year. Brendan Baranowski. Brendan Baranowski. Yes. Yeah, that's what I meant to say or I don't, I don't know what you heard, but that's what I said. Uh he shows a lot of promise in his play, um seeing him play at UWF or just seeing him in in MLW, you know, his stats weren't weren't amazing last year i mean he hit like 170 and had about a 5-5 era and that's a great first season in mlw and he is he's really going to build off it because i think he's going to take a really big leap this year i think the cobras are going to be really competitive and think he's going to be that that core too he's going to have to take that step up to to be their second pitcher behind drew and and he's going to be one of their solid run providers so i think he's a really good player to watch for the cobras I really love this pick. Baranowski has proven it in many different ways, in many different tournaments, styles, situations. He's one of the best players in this league. There's no doubt about this. And if you're hearing this as just kind of a casual MLW fan, or you don't keep up with UWF or stuff like that, you can hear that claim and be like, whoa, I mean, this is the number two guy on one of the worst teams in the league, supposedly. And uh, I tell you, he's seriously one of the most talented players on this. I mean, I think we're going to see it this year. He's going to take a huge step. Mm-hmm. And they have a they, one of the players they drafted, Sawyer Bean, is, uh He looks like he's going to be a really solid player, too. But I think that with that rookie hype, 
Um, I think that Brendan is really going to go under the radar this year yeah. and just have a really dark horse year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, lots I mean lots of rookies coming in, but like my picks too are like players that can improve and are also like going to be the keys of like that team to wins. Like that's what I'm kind of like basing my opinion off of like this player is going to really like if if they perform well, like their team's going to perform well this year. Right. Well, I actually I kind of did the same thing. I didn't really pick a lot of rookies because I'm just going to be honest and I mean this is all based off of a video watching and just highlights and stuff like that but none of the rookies really stood out to me this year as they have in years past because in I mean in years past I remember watching the Nick Saylor highlights and being like oh my god this kid is going to revitalize this franchise and he is he's going to be amazing and turns out he is I mean my gosh if you saw him just at NWLA tournament last year you know how good Saylor is and I just really didn't None of these guys kind of had that vibe right off the bat. Um, of course, with the exception being Jordan Robles. And that is a good transition to my first team, which is going to be the Mallards in the NL. Um, I am a pretty big Mallards fan. I have been since uh, I saw the documentary Quack Attack. And, uh, you know, meeting meeting Tommy a few years ago was great to kind of put a name to the face. And uh, that kind of solidified me as a Mallards fan. And so it's been good to see that. And... Uh, and like I said, I talked about Jordan Robles earlier, but there really isn't much left to say about Jordan. Um, he's one of, if not the best player in the country. And, you know, one question I have about it that I haven't heard anybody ask or anybody even address is how many series is he, is he going to be out there for? Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's getting, you know, paid. I mean, I'm sure he's going to get royalties from the jersey money, which I'm sure is going to be a pretty big seller for them. Um but how many weekends is he going to go out there? And are they going to load the schedule so that the Mallards play two or three series? Because there's not a lot of wiffle ball in an MLW series. It's just nine games. You can definitely play two series in a one day, three in a weekend even maybe. And uh, that they could theoretically do that. And then that way Robles is going to be there. And if that's the case, Mallards are probably going to probably going to take a run at winning this thing. Mm-hmm. But if that's not the case, if they're going to keep it like competitively balanced and not change it for one player, you know, which I don't know, it, it's so it's going to be interesting to see how much playing time Jordan does have, how often he goes out there. Uh, and that's something I haven't heard brought up a lot. So I'm just really interesting. I'm really interested to see that. Uh, and that would make you think that Jordan is my player to watch, but he's not. Oh, um, he's not? He's not. It's actually Caden Irwin. Oh, wow. Yeah. Caden <laughs> here was a rookie last year, and he played. Uh, he plays WSEM. He played for the Dream Team and for the Dads at the national tournaments the past few years. Caden is just, he's a really young, really talented, really good guy, and he's, he's one of my favorite young players in the game right now, and Caden is just really... Uh, what we saw last year from him in MLW was just such a mic, such a microscopic reflection of the player he is. Because he had a struggling rookie year, but I, in this, I and I spoke to him about this. I'm like, you could throw way faster, dude. I and I and after talking to him, it seemed like the pitching speed limit last year was something he didn't want to be an issue. You know, coming in as a fast pitch guy, you know it from going in as a fast pitch guy to SWBL and HRL. You know, people who come into medium pitch leagues as a fast pitch pitcher have a huge 
have a huge asterisk on him and people are looking out for them to go fast. And so he's like, I don't really want to deal with that. And so he kept it slow. But I, after talking to him, I think he's going to be comfortable pitching faster this year and he's going to be great once he gets that speed up because his stuff was looking great. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just slow enough for guys to catch up. Yeah, and I think that's more of a common thing that we see with these players coming from national. Like, we know, like, we we don't know any of these, like, rookies or, like, these players that were in MLW before we met them at nationals. Like, we know all of them from the national But the majority of MLW's audience doesn't know these national guys. Right, right. What what I was going to say was I think it takes... Um, a little bit for the for these national guys, the fast pitch players, to kind of get a year or two before they really take that jump up, just because it's such a change. And if you've like, even if you've done the style before, like it might be that big of a change. The one exception might be Jordan Robles, with people pointing out like he every style he switches to, he seems to succeed. And so and like, he that's has what, yard that's style too. That's what GS, yeah, yeah, GSW well, yeah. yard is not very unlike. MLW. Uh, MLW. Yeah, so, so that's not going to be a huge difference. For that's him. the thing we'll we'll see for that step up, but I think Caden will take that step up. So we'll see. It's going to be it's going to be a fun year for the Mallards. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Be, I think it's going to be a boomer bust. We'll see. We'll have to see how, what happens. They have set themselves up for a very interesting season. Yeah, and I'm loving it. Me too. Awesome. So going along here, I will go with the Western Wildcats. The defending AL champions mm-hmm. and um, my player to watch here is not uh, one of the two two-headed monster that they have because mm-hmm. I mean that is just too obvious and I'm gonna have to go with Jackson Pearson obviously the third player mm-hmm. I think that uh, whoever steps into that role whether it's him or their new rookie they got I forgot who it was Ty Smith Ty Smith well again something you know I don't really know too much about him we'll have to see how the season plays out but one of those two is gonna have to step up into the role and I think with Jackson being there and already set into his role I think he looks good I every time I see him play I'm always expecting you know a bigger hit or something and I just I think he's almost there so I think he kind of kind of hinges their success just to have another another hitter because if they had another reliable hitter that was just I mean they would just put him over the top like Kyle had a 460 and Sailor had a 350 and they're both going to be really good again this year so if they have they need a third if they had a third they're, they're going to be they're going to be favorites to win it all I think I think Jackson is getting a lot of exposure because he was an all-star last year and he's yep. playing in the spring training game too mm-hmm. so hopefully that helps him out so he has another big, big year season, and yeah. makes that Wildcats team even more formidable mm-hmm. to the chagrin of the AL Let's go switch back to the NL and let's keep it in the Schultz family and go with the Eagles. And my player to watch here is going to be uh, none other than Neil Smith. Neil Smith, one of my favorite characters and players and guys in all of MLW. One of the only mic'd up segments that I will watch because I, I don't like mic'd up segments in pro sports. Not a fan of it in the MLW. Uh, I'm not saying they shouldn't do it because a lot of people like that sort of thing. I just don't. Uh, but I will always sit through a mic'd up segment of Neil Smith because he he's a really witty guy. He's got a lot to say. And, uh, yeah, he's just very entertaining, my kind of my kind of humor. Mm-hmm. So I really like him. And he's someone who has been in the league forever, and he's getting better. You can physically see it. Like back in the day when the Eagles dominated – the NL, they dominated it basically despite having Neil Smith in the lineup. 
But now it's gotten to a point where Neil is, I mean, he's getting to the point where he's turned the corner. He's finally seems like he's caught up to his big lanky body and he's a bit more coordinated and he's always been a reliable fielder. He's a big first baseman for them. A lot of experience. A lot of experience. And I think that in this league, it's, it's this MLW league is always getting younger and it's always getting outside players and to have a you know, youngish guy, because I'm sure he's not even 20 yet. No, yeah. Who's been in the league for four to five years, who's always getting better. I just look for him to take that next step up. And I mean, they got some good rookies too. Obviously, they got, uh, they have your Guidus, and I think that's a really cool name, Landon Your Guidus, along with the other guys like Waylon and Clayton Price, who have also been there forever and who are solid. You got Dally Allen, who oh, yeah, is was rookie of the year. Uh, man, I hope that he takes a huge step, man. He could be really good. And, of course, Dirty Dan. Yeah. so That's a good team. Yeah. Yeah, that like is a Eagles. great team. There's, like that's the thing about they MLW this year. There is eight good teams in this league. The, they have a lot of depth. That's what yes, they the do. Yeah. You're right. They are good on that. Um, moving along here for my third team in the AL, I will go with the, Perci- the Pacific Predators here. And... Player I'm going to bring up to watch this year is someone that is not not new at all, Alec Warda. Um, I think their success hinges on him, no matter how good Cratch can pitch. And he's a very good hitter as well, too, over 300 hitter. Um, I know they have other complimentary players, and Brennan Russell needs to, needs to step up too, but... I think a few years ago when they won, it was it was a lot of Alex really exciting hitting and just the way he was able to produce. And he had a good season last season. I'm not saying he's like really taking a dip at all. I just think if he has like a season where he's one of the top hitters in the league, like that, they you know that's when the that's when the Predators are going to get back to the World Series and get back to the championship and actually and then compete again because we kind of see the league kind of caught up to them and they yeah. and they really are still riding with. Um, with one pitcher, and I know they they got Stephen McGlade, and that'll be another another player to watch. But I think Alec Ward is going to be if he not only is like producing, hitting over three hundred, and just like smashing the ball, that's going to just produce like energize their team. Brennan Stevens is going to do better, and that's just he's you know it the it's going to ride on him. He's the he's the camel. I love the. Uh... I love the thing you said about the league caught up to them because the league did catch up to them and they caught up to them fast because in 2019, I mean, the Preds were dominant. Yeah. There's a reason they called it predominant. They were great. They, they, that was a great again, it, you look back, it was like their regular season record from as soon as they got cratched was just ridiculous. Man, it was a great team. They, they were fun and, to watch. And they got in. They good. went to out of the playoffs like that. Yeah. They're still good, but that's like what you, what you said. Like every all eight teams could be that good. And yeah, I think like like I, like if it, things fall the right way for them, like they could be right back in it. And we talk about a team with another different makeup uh, than kind of the league has become because their draft pick was a teammate of Ryan of Ryan Cratched, and I believe McGlade is a Ryan Cratch guy as well. And so your chemistry there, yeah. And so they're they say it in the video. You know, this isn't an original take of mine, but they say they're banking on chemistry, and that's just another interesting kind of team dynamic uh, here in this. I like that here in this field of very good teams. I like that kind of revamp it, like because they like Cratch. Like I said, Cratch is a great pitcher. Like halfway through the year last year, like he was the I think he was like top pitcher and. 
I kind of dipped off to. I don't know who ended up winning Scion or anything. It was probably Jimmy. But, yeah. Um, um, you're so right. Ward is Alex. Just got to. He's got to get his confidence back. Yeah. And he can he do can, it. He, he knows can he can do he it. He can do it. Yeah. He's just got to get it back. Great, great guy. Love him. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the Great Lakes Gators. Uh, the Gators here after winning the World Series. Um, I don't know. They they again. They were out of contention, and they. I don't think they made. Did they make the NLCS last year? Um, I believe they did. Oh, I, can't, I can't remember, but it was yeah. pretty much a foregone conclusion that the D-backs were winning. Yep, I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. 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 Yep, I'm almost certain they did. Um, so I'm gonna go with the player to watch here, Brennan Zerlag. He was the mo- most improved last year. Um, you look at their draft pick, Reese Harris. I think there was someone who's like, he's out of state. So, again, who knows how many series he's going to show up to, what their schedule is going to look like. I don't know how big of an impact he's going to be. So I'm going to go with Brendan Zerlag just because he is someone who, <laughs> again, going back to kind of the Ryan Cratch and the Predators thing, the league kind of caught up to Jorgensen and Cheatham a bit faster than some of us might have thought. And so they need that new kind of complement to the team they need a third just like the wildcats kind of need another third to really solidify themselves as well um and i think zerlag can really again kind of like neil smith he's been in the league a while now he's getting to be a veteran he's getting better you know it's proven that he's getting better and so and i think that just another year it's going to be his third year with brendan and chris and so they're just going to have that team chemistry even more even better than it was when they won the World Series. So it's just, uh, I think that, I don't know, I just really believe in him. I believe in Cheatham, and I think that Brendan, though, is the key. Zerlag, that is, not yeah. Jorgensen. <clears throat> Although Jorgensen is great. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, yeah, Zerlag is going to be the player whom their success hinges on. Yeah, I think I think that's a great pick. Like you said, like that third's a, that third's a big key, and if he's producing like he had started to at the end of the year... Kind of just in the middle of the season too. He, they, they'll be looking good. All right, and with the last team for the AL to finish it off, we'll go with the Metro Magic. And for here, it's one of my favorite players in the MLW, and it is Trevor Bonham, mm-hmm. the pitcher hitter extraordinaire that they acquired last year in the trade with the Mallards to essentially probably get that Jordan. I don't know how that worked, but. And that probably factored into it somehow. I think it did. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I think it's good a good trade-off, though, because you get a really established pitcher and hitter in Trevor Bonham. I think a full season with him on the mound is going to be great for him as their number one. I think I'd, I'd, take, I'd take Bonham as my number one over Chadwick. Yeah, but I I don't know yeah. how I don't know how they're gonna put it, but I, I think he's fine either one or two. But I think he's gonna do really good this season. And his hitting wise, his three games that he played with them, he hit three hundred. And um, I think he just brings a lot of energy to the team. And like we've been talking about chemistry a lot through this whole thing. And it's just someone that's gonna lift the Magic back to trying to get to the playoffs and get to the big game. You know, it's. It's someone that I think that can, and the Magic are—they're going to be a fun team to watch. And I think that he's just going to—I think he's going to take that like lead step into their team. I like this Magic team a lot. I think that Bonham is a star. I think Chadwick is a star. I think Agner is clutch. Um, Liam Jackson had a really tough year last year, but I remember him back 
and I believe it was the 2020 playoffs. He was good. I remember him being good, and I think that you can get back to that. I just don't know what it was. Maybe he just had a couple bad days. Who knows what it was, but I, I really hope that Liam can get back there, and I like Jordan Curdy as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. This Magic team is power-ranked sixth in their preseason rankings. I legitimately could put them third. If I if I put it down, I could put them third. I, tre- I Trevor Bonham's a star. He is. He I is. I can't get... I mean, he was literally... I was calling him MVP last year. Yeah. And I think he's probably an MVP contender again. I don't... Like, that's just how I think. I think he's a great player. Yeah. I think Trevor Bonham might be the AL MVP, like, going into it, I think. It's... And that's we'll see how the season Schultz. shakes I just, up, but that's exactly, my It's just, I really like... That's I like the Magic team a lot. Me, me too. Yep. It's gonna be a fun season. I'm excited. So let's finish it off with the champs here. Jimmy... Uh, Jimmy Norp. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that was a Freudian slip, because I meant to say the Diamondbacks, but it's basically just the Jimmy Norps. Uh, no, that's... No, that's, uh, that's a joke. Um, you know, they have Jimmy Norb, Jonah Heath, Michael Schema coming back. And uh, Jonah Heath, he was an all-star last year. He's solid as well. But I'm going to go with one of their draft picks, and that's Trey Flood. And I think that Trey, uh, just seeing him, I think that Trey has got some really solid stuff. Yeah, He's got a pitch that is really hard to hit. It's sort of a sidearm, um, almost a... It's, it's sort of a sinker, but it's like a baseball sinker, not a traditional wiffle ball sinker. And so um, I think that watching him pitch, he's got speed. It looks like he's got accuracy. I mean, like I said, it's hard to tell from these highlights, but uh, he's got to be he's got to be the one to step up and really be that second ace. You know what I mean? Because you look at the NL and this is a really tough league. And you're going to need another really good pitcher. And Jonah Heath, like I said, a really good pitcher. He's a lefty, I believe. And I, I just, I think Jonah Heath is good, but I think when I look at Trey Flood, I saw stuff where it can be like someone like Trevor Bonham, you know, maybe eventually down the road, especially working with Jimmy Norp. Um, so that's something that I just am looking forward to see Trey Flood. He's, he's a rookie that kind of stood out to me and I'm looking forward to see. Yeah. I, from what I've seen in the video, it just, everything, everything looks like you could be, he, you know, he could he could take in this league. Like he he is really good pitching already, and if that translate, like already facing teams that he already has, like I think he could step in and be a really good producer for this team. And that's just scarier to think about that they could even get better. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, yeah, that is pretty weird to think. So that's gonna do it here for us on the Wednesday editions of the Holy Commutes in April. Thursday finale is coming up for you tomorrow. Uh, be sure to check out MLW all throughout the year on YouTube. I'm sure you will. They're a great league in Wiffle. Can't wait to see all these new players. Can't wait to see all the rookies along with Jordan, all the players we mentioned, and then all the all the household names, you know, the Schultzes, the Coughlins, the Norps. Yeah. Uh, Coughlin. Coughlin. Jeez, what a dummy. Okay. Uh, God, I hope that doesn't cost me a spot on Pipe It Up this year. <laughs> I had a great time last year. And I, this, is, this, this whole thing, the whole, the whole month, of April was leading up to this, and this was all a scheme to get onto that, and I might have just derailed it in the final goodbye. So, uh, but I'm not going to edit it out because I have integrity. <laughs> and so, uh, I apologize to you, Thomas Coglin the Third, uh, for messing up your name. But be sure to check out MLW uh, for all the whiffles and stuff like that. Uh, Austin, thank you for joining me in another terrific month. Thank you, Trent. Yeah, it was a great month. Um, 
thank you to all the work that you do for this podcast and Thanks. all the producing you do and uh, shout out to all the MLW guys I hope it's a great season for them and everyone else starting up their leagues and then I just wanted to also shout out my girlfriend Laura for graduating soon and just putting a bunch of hard work in for that so it's a good time with May rolling around and hope you guys have a good rest of your April alrighty uh, have a good day goodbye see fighter of the night man champion of the sun master of karate and friendship for everyone dead man there and welcome to another edition of the H... That can't be the start. Friendship!